0: Welcome to the SG Engage podcast, where it's all social good all the time. Sit back and relax as the brightest minds from across the social good community engage with trends, big ideas, and best practices to help you drive impact. For federally qualified health centers working with federal, state, local, and even private funding, the importance of accountability cannot be overstated. As stewards of those funds it's imperative to maintain compliance to funder requirements and demonstrate this integrity through transparent and easily accessible financial and outcomes data that said this can be a very complicated proposition for example most fqhcs have many different dimensions they have to pay attention to programs lines of service service locations grants projects service providers payers all of these represent points of accountability that have to be managed They need to be manageable either in isolation by themselves or as part of an aggregated whole. One of the first steps toward establishing these accountabilities is budgeting, specifically ensuring that each managed point of accountability has financial guidelines and objectives that FQHC leaders need to ensure that they are making good decisions, staying on course, and maximizing their return on mission. On this podcast, we will be joined by Stacy Fitzsimmons, who's a widely respected consultant who has built her business by helping organizations with dynamic funding sources like FQHCs navigate through all this complexity and establish those accountability systems as efficiently as possible. We thank you for joining us and hope you enjoy the discussion.
1: I am Stacy Fitzsimmons and wanted to start this off with a question. And that is what is your biggest challenge in regards to grant budgeting? So starting out with how grant funding and grant budgeting actually starts and that is actually it actually needs to start with all of your different funding streams and most organizations that are financially considered financially sound have diversified funding streams you're not just reliant on federal funds and that (laughs) means that you have an organizational budget that is comprised of all of the different funding streams that you have coming in, whether it be grants, fee-for-service, reimbursement, donations, or other types of funding that you might have. When you're doing your budget, you wanna make sure that you are realistic and that you do have some achievable uh, scenarios that you are using to create your budget. And when you do create your budget, you're gonna wanna start from either the grant level and work your way up to the organization level or vice versa at the organization level and then to the division level, program level and grant level. This is so that you have all of your funding that you need for your organization, regardless of source, allocated within your budget as an income stream so that you make sure that all of your expenses are coming out of those different streams. And with this type of budgeting, you'll also be setting yourself up for success and making sure that all of your funds are traceable within the accounting system by your grant award, which is actually a federal requirement. And then within your budget, depending on which level you stop at, you're going to want to make sure that you use budget categories to identify your expenses. And at the grant level, that is going to be done by the different budget costs so where we go from here for your budget it's going to be broken down into several different buckets and that those buckets are going to be personnel fringe which is all of those costs that are associated with your personnel costs travel supplies equipment contractual construction and other and you're also going to have an indirect cost line item and these Grant budgeting buckets, so to speak, are all guided by the standard form 424A, which is the federal form that is used to submit a grant budget. Depending on the agency, it might have some different requirements or it might look a little bit different. That is the standard form. All of these budget buckets are guided by the 2CFR 200, which is the Code of Federal Regulations section that is all of the uniform guidance for all federal grants. And it's important to note that the other category in those buckets is not necessarily just miscellaneous costs. What that is, is that that is other direct costs that aren't part of the other bucket, And all the other buckets, other than other, are are bound by rules and regulations into CFR 200. So don't think of other as miscellaneous or be, don't be hesitant to actually put things in the other category. There are very legitimate costs that go into the other bucket. One is any leases or copying expenses or those kinds of things. Those would actually all be very legitimate costs to go into other. When you're putting your costs together into these budgets, you wanna to, want to try to be as accurate as you can and actually do the budget by bucket and why i recommend this is that you will then be able to report against your budget by those categories when you're when you're asked to report against it and i know that there's some hesitancy to make sure that all the numbers are exactly right but we know that life happens so with any federal budget you're actually allowed to move up to 10 percent of your budget around between the buckets so as long as you put something in the bucket originally to establish that bucket you are allowed to move up to 10 percent of your award among those buckets and then there's my favorite question when it comes to budgets and this is a post-award question and that is how much money do we have left or how much money have we spent and just with personal finances if you don't know your balance should you be spending any money and so this really kind of reinforces that you need to know how much money you have spent and how much is left. And this needs to be done by category, just as I was explaining before with the different buckets. You're gonna have to be able to not only report against those, but you're gonna need to see how you are matching against your spend. And this isn't just a finance thing and it's not just a grant team thing. Um, It really is a joint responsibility amongst everyone who is tied to that grant whether it is the program director or um, the accountant. Everyone needs to have a, a good eye on how much is spent. And if you're able to code those expenses as you put them in by budget category, it'll make your reporting so much easier. And it's also easier that way than to reconcile your spend against the budget and know exactly how you're spending. If you have the capability is robust enough to to provide it for you a dashboard here is ideal if you can do a a dashboard of your spend versus how much is your total budget or your annual budget for a grant period that is amazing and then if you get it even more granular to be able to know how much you have spent versus budget in each category that will make your reporting and your monitoring even easier so a quick question for you here is can your current financial system capture expenses and revenues to the specific grant funding source that you have? So if you have multiple funding streams, are you able to track that spend according to its source?
0: Thanks, Stacey. Um, so when we talk about budgeting categories, uh... You know, with a typical community health center, I mean, we're looking at things like, you know, your site, your service location, uh, you know, maybe your program or your line of service, your payer, whether that be Medicare, Medicaid, private insurance, you name it, and then also funding source. Uh, you know, all of those things really are things that we need to be able to look at either in consolidation, you know, as a consolidated whole, or in isolation, you know, being able to look at a specific grant, a specific location, maybe even like a specific service provider at a location. So, the financial system really needs to be able to have placeholders to capture all of that data at the transactional level and also at the budgeting level. And the thing with the grants and the funding sources that makes it a little challenging is that those things are basically finite by nature. They're somewhat unique. Like for instance, every grant, you know, has a defined beginning and end point after which, you know, we have to reapply for those grants. They have specific requirements, specific intentions for which we're supposed to spend that money. There might be specific requirements we have to meet in order to seek reimbursement, you know, for expenses that we've uh, that are eligible for reimbursement from the grant. So it can get kind of complicated. And one thing to really kind of point out is that a lot of systems will offer a lot of different fields to enable you to tag a line item to a specific grant, but then you end up with basically a value in a pick list, you know, and that might grow over time as you have to reapply for the same grants over and over and over. So one of the things that the Blackboard system does is that it's designed for grant and restricted fund tracking. And the way that it accomplishes that is that one of the ways is basically like a grant is a separate record in the system. It exists sort of in oscillation by itself. It can matrix across to your general ledger, to your account, your cost centers, and your those other budget categories like sites, locations, um, you name it, service providers. But a grant will reflect that finite nature because, you know, while it is active, you know, it will be something that can be accepting of, uh, of postings. When it becomes inactive, it, it no longer appears in the pick list. You no longer are able to book transactions to it. Also, having it as a separate record really kind of gives you the ability to um, manage the grant. It gives you some functionality to be able to proactively enforce restrictions and compliance. So it's a something to really kind of look for, you know, recognizing that a grant is not necessarily the same thing. It doesn't behave in the same way as some of these other budget categories, like a department or a site or a location or a, a line of service, which is a little more permanent in nature. The other thing is that somebody mentioned in the beginning, um, you know, with uh, scenario planning, And with dynamic funding sources like grants, one of the things that's always interesting is at any given point in your fiscal year, you might have uh, pending grants, pending awards. You know, you're waiting to see if you're going to get the award. And if you get the award, you know, you might be able to do different things, you know, different programs, uh, different things within a program. But, you know, you might not be able to build that into your budget until you know. So being able to model those different scenarios, what you're going to do if you receive the award, and then easily integrate that scenario budget into your operating budget when, if and when the award comes in is a pretty important thing. So that's another piece to really kind of allow for, you know, keeping that grant budget separate unto itself, but then yet matrixed across your chart of account structure so that it allows for the roll-up, of the entire organization, or just looking at that grant by itself, or from a budgeting standpoint, you know the organization if the award does not come in, versus what it might look like if the award does indeed come in. So those are just some of the things to, to you know to look for, and some of the things that we have uh, worked really hard with feedback from our client base to develop into our systems. And uh, I'll turn it back over to Stacy. Perfect. So being able to uh,
1: plan the budgeting cycle for different scenarios and how things might come into play or different options is definitely beneficial when you're trying to put together a grant budget that may or may not come true. So that's, that's a wonderful option. And another thing that this budget and scenario planning and being able to track your spend by, by grant and by budget category is actually a way to help reduce risk for your organization as well. Some of the things that you can do within your system to, to help you do this is to monitor your spend frequently, kind of what we were talking about with the spend tracking. But when you do monitor your spend frequently through either a dashboard or report, there's less opportunity for mismanagement of funds, especially when people know that you're going to be doing this monitoring regularly. Um, it definitely um, decreases the opportunity. And a second way of doing this um, is that you can put guardrails in place for allocation, especially with the multi segment account code that is available with Blackboard System. That you can basically put in restrictions on how you can actually allocate funding based on what grant it is and which category is available, and then. The other way is to also make make sure that you have visibility of your reporting and making sure that you have a plan for how you can actually put in some safeguards against mismanagement of funds and unintentional fraud within your system. One way of doing this is putting in account restrictions that limit expenditures to only what is allowed for that budget or grant. So if equipment isn't allowed or wasn't budgeted for for this particular grant opportunity. Create a strict restriction that there is no equipment category, and that any supplies with unit cost of more than five thousand dollars are not accepted and have to in and are, and are kicked back. Because with the federal definition of um, equipment being a unit cost of five thousand dollars more, that's a really easy way to put in a parameter to make sure that you're allocating costs correctly. And with these restrictions and making sure that your system entry is guided and that it's limited to the options that are true for your grant you're going to be able to reduce the chances of fraud waste and abuse within your grant management and fraud is actually like misrepresentation like intentionally concealing information or misleading but The other two are waste and abuse. And these are also things that you can get in trouble for. And waste is just being thoughtless or careless in how you spend money. Are you actually being a good steward of your dollars? Would you spend dollars this way if it was your money? Kind of is a a good way of of doing it. And then uh, abuse would be excessive or improper use that wasn't how the money was intended to be used. or using funds out of scope because they're available. Um, That's not necessarily being um, cognizant of of the dollars. So by putting and budget parameters into place, you're able to reduce your organization's risk.
0: This is pretty timely for a lot of these organizations. I think coming out of last year was the Payroll Protection Program, you know, and just the idea that that's forgivable debt basically. Um, You know, if we can demonstrate to the feds that we use that money the way it was intended. So great example of an opportunity where, you know, if you've got the controls and the guardrails that Stacy's talking about in place that enforce, or I guess preclude any kind of erroneous booking. One, you save yourself that cleanup, you know, before you make that report out, you know, on all that hygiene stuff that can be extremely time consuming. But the other thing is you can rest assured that that forgivable debt is gonna be forgiven. And then essentially that becomes a, a grant. You know, if you can tag all your expenses to it appropriately. So I just wanted to put that out there as an example, Stacey. I'll give it back to you now, but. uh, No, that's
1: a a, a perfect example of of how this is very timely. Um, And not just necessarily for a grant, but any federal funding that you're using, especially, I mean, if you have Medicare or Medicaid dollars that you're spending, this also comes into play that you would want to make sure that you do have all of these different parameters in place. And then our favorite time of year is when we get our audit right so one of the things that i like to coach clients on is how to set yourself up in the beginning to be audit ready and part of that is how you do your budgeting making sure that you're using good numbers at the time that you're doing your budget making sure that you're using the most recent costs from vendors or suppliers that you're able to justify your and that that salary is going to be able to be documented through time and effort reporting. By making sure that you're, you're using those kinds of numbers in the beginning, that makes it easier through your spend tracking to be able to have a good audit at the end of the year. And some of the things that you can do to even be even more ready for your audit is to keep the documentation with your expense entries. If you have documentation that supports that expense entry, upload it with that entry so that that documentation is right there. When you get, when you do your random expense audit, it's going to be so much easier to make sure that you can say, this is what we spent and this is the documentation that supports that expense. And by using any automated approval processes or system approval processes, that approval is already with that expense as well. So that really makes it a lot easier at audit time to be able to pass um, that the expense portion. The other part is to make sure that you have the policies and procedures in place that support how you use your system. One of the things that auditors always look for is that you have policies and procedures in place, not only on how you allocate expenses, but also in all of the different procurements and how you allocate costs, how you have approvals um, made for different expenses. So making sure that those policies and procedures are documented, but also incorporate how you use your financial system as well. And then comes my favorite topic when we're talking about audit, and that is time and effort reporting. (laughs) It is the largest audit finding across the country for federal grants. And this is because it is really hard to Sometimes document how much time is spent on a grant for a salaried person. So, one way that you can do that is to actually use your finance system to upload some type of report or document each pay period to go along with that expense that you're putting into your system that shows with that justification for that for each personnel cost that you're attributing to the grant. And there's lots of different ways that you can do this, and this is actually covered in 2 CFR 200 subsection 430 that is called Standards for Documentation of Personnel Expenses. And if you are allocating personnel time that's not 100% to a grant, then this is a section that you definitely need to become familiar with so that you can understand how you have or what capabilities you have in order to be able to do this. And within your system, you might actually be able to just create a rule that says you know, so much of so-and-so's time is, is allocated towards <clears throat> each of these buckets. And then just be able to upload a report that shows that so-and-so spent those, that percentage of time in, in a certain period, whether that be a pay period or a month. Um, but the, the documentation um, and the backup for, for that reporting is essential. This section also says that you can't spend more than 100% of a person's time in grant funds. So if you have somebody allocated 40%, 40%, and 40% in three different grants, you've over-allocated them and you need to recalibrate that with your program officer in order to make sure that that person's time is only 100% allocated to federal grants. And that's very easy to do, when, especially if you have multiple funding streams that are supporting a position, or if a person is responsible for multiple grants, um, you just need to make sure that all of that is documented and tracked.
0: one thing I'll jump in with that, Stacey, because that that is a challenge I see a lot, too, you know, with with a lot of the groups that we work with. And um, I see different ways of, you know, skinning that cat, so to speak. Like sometimes within the payroll system, you know, there's the ability for individuals to actually log their hours against specific locations, cost centers, maybe even if they're doing particular grant work. With that, usually there's an approval process that establishes that audit trail, you know. So, you know, you've got that breakdown of hours, and that can be used as an allocation basis of the person's loaded cost of, the other way that I've seen it done, um, and you know, and our systems help out with this as well, is to establish like a, a distribution set that can be approved, you know, and signed off on by somebody other than the person that's actually put in the hours. <laughs> you know, so, so you know, to your point of like trying to you know eliminate possibility of fraud or just mistakes even honest mistakes, uh, you know, if you've got one person who's basically got a signed document that's paid, they've ratified, that's in the system that says this person's won 40% this grant, 40% that grant, 20% the other one, and that becomes the basis against which all their cost coming in, their fully loaded cost is distributed, then you've got that audit trail. You've got the ability to go back in and say, okay, yeah, this person's time was allocated according to the way, you know, it's supposed to be done, you know, per the grant and per what they're working on. And somebody else approved it. It wasn't like they were just making their own thing up in order to rationalize their existence or whatever, they may, you know, so it's just a, <laughs> it's a lot of good ways to do it, but it's a, it's a very, it can be a very difficult thing. And, yeah, you know, just make sure that the system has the ability to have that as a, uh, an embedded process, whether it's in your payroll system or your financial system, so that it's not left to people operating on the side, you know, with offline tools that aren't subject to the same structure, you know, as, a, as an online system might be.
1: Absolutely. And this is one of those things where I, I know everybody loves Excel and Excel is probably the most widely used grant management tool across the country. But this is not the time and place for Excel uh, when you're trying <laughs> to do time and effort reporting. So it's, unless the Excel document is part of a much larger, larger uh, process for approvals and documentation and, and storage. So, um, absolutely. So then the, one of the last things I want to cover is just a way that you can also use your budgeting and your expense tracking to actually tie in to your performance measures and actually establishing your, the return on the investment for, for the grants or even a cost per participant as some um, of us are required to document. And by keeping all of your financial management systems in place, And being able to have robust reporting and comparison capability, able to compare across multiple funding streams how your organization performs, especially if you have multiple funding streams that are for the same type of program or even for the same program, you can see how your organization is performing for those particular funding streams individually as well as see if you have different performance for different types of funders and being able to use custom fields and tags for grants may not be relevant in other parts of how you manage your your finances but being able to tag them in such a way that you can add participant counts or visit objectives or even demographic targets for your reporting Um, And being able to incorporate those into your financial system or tie them some way to your grant funding, then that not only makes your reporting at the end of the year a lot easier because it's all in one place, but it can also take your analysis to the next level. What is our cost per visit? Or, you know, for the visits that we achieve, all of the outcomes, you know, is there a different, does that look differently in, in our spend? Um, or maybe we're actually spending less on the ones that were achieving more outcomes. Uh, you can just kind of be able to see the differences there. And especially with uh, renewed focus on diversity, equity, and inclusion, or DEI, being able to tie your demographics into your outcome and your spend, I think it's going to become much more prevalent here in the coming years. And also, um, another trend in grant funding is also... Um, Looking at prior performance. I know for sure that Department of Labor and Department of Education have both instituted within the last year actual points that are assigned for prior performance. And this goes not only to meeting outcomes, but also in spending dollars. So the federal government is actually looking at what your percentage of spend was on a prior award and if you didn't spend at least, I think one of them that I saw was 86%, another of them was 90%. If you didn't spend that particular amount, you had to not only justify why you didn't spend it, but you didn't get as many points in that particular section, which actually could influence whether or not you get your continuation or a renewal. So being able to monitor your spend and being able to make sure that you are spending your dollars or being able to reallocate those dollars that you can't spend in a particular category to another category that you can spend in is important and this is where a more robust system that can help you do that is becoming more and more important so that's where i kind of want to end today is making sure that we have everyone set up on the front end in their budget to make sure that we can say yes we spent all of our money and we achieved all of our outcomes in the end so that we can capture all of those prior performance points in the,
0: in the application. And Stacey, one thing I'm going to piggyback there is, uh, you know, the second bullet that you have here where, you, you know, you're customizing fields and tags where appropriate. One of the things that's interesting about grant funding is that I'm sure you guys see this. Every grant has its own unique requirements, different reporting requirements. You might have to track a completely different set of data, you know, for, from one grant to the next. And when you think about like a financial system, you know, and building out custom fields in a financial system, if those custom fields are sort of universal in nature, in other words, applicable to every single grant that you're tracking in the system, you can imagine how many custom fields you'd end up with after you've been in business for, you know, 20 years and you've had that many grant cycles coming through. So one of the things that's really important, you know, and to look for is a system that will allow you to establish Custom data dimensions on each individual grant. So if you get a grant and it basically Mm -hmm. specifically calls for reporting on, you know, um, minority served, or specifically calls for, you know, age demographics, you know, vaccinations, or something like that, um, you can establish those fields on that individual grant record and keep track of it, but without necessarily cluttering up your entire general ledger or burdening everybody having to try keep track of that offline in Excel. So it's, it's something to look for. It's something mm-hmm. that we offer, and um, it's, it's one of those little things that you might miss if you're just looking at a commercial system. But if you're looking at a system that's really designed for grant management, it's got to be flexible enough at the grant level to accommodate all of those unique things that are just unique to each individual grant.